welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Hey, Dad. It's Rookie Mock Draft Day. Holler. Before the NFL Draft Day. Uh-huh. Gonna get down to it. We're gonna, do a, we're gonna do a first round rookie draft, man. Oh, that's right. You versus me. Winner. Mano <laughs> e mano. You excited? I uh, can't wait, man. Are you excited about this draft class? Mm-hmm. The more I dig into it, not really. Yeah, see, the more <laughs> I dig into it, the more I'm very intrigued about this draft class because I just feel like the one thing, like, I'll, and I'll emphasize this before we even do this mock draft. I feel like situation is going to be a huge role for a lot of these players. Like, you know, some players like, you know, the player itself is going to be good no matter where he goes. You know, mm-hmm. you know, guys like Amari Cooper, uh, Mike Evans, guys along those lines, no matter where they go, Tom Gurley could have gone anywhere. He was going to be good. Um, and there's players that we like, but I feel like this, like, you know, even like for the running backs are a good example. Like, I think Derrick Henry has a good chance to be good for like two years, you know. But after that, you know, Kenneth Dixon, Paul Perkins, uh, Devontae Booker. You can even throw, like, Jonathan Williams in there. Uh, Tyler Irvin intrigues me. But those first three I mentioned off the bat, like, I like, I actually like all three of those backs. Um, like, there's something about them. I, I like each of them, but I feel like they both, they all need to be in the right situation. I mean, I guess don't get me wrong. I, there's people that intrigue me, but um, compared to the last couple of years' drafts, this one I think is going to go down in the record books as being boo-boo. Mm, that'd be the uh, I think Calvin Johnson year. Um, what do you mean the Calvin? Like, yeah, it's impossible to be blue there. I just think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna be all that great. Well, remember the Calvin it. Johnson year is Calvin Johnson, AP Lynch, and then nobody else. Everybody else, entire draft was did not pan out. I can see that. Well, this I, class has Zeke, it has Treadwell, it has I, Dotson. Well, I mean, I like those three guys. Yeah. After that, the the question marks start uh, arising for me. Uh, obviously, every week goes by. I'm watching a little bit more tape, doing a little bit more studying. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, for me before, like we talked earlier, how I was saying, oh, you know, system guy Corey Coleman. Like I'm down on Corey Coleman because of the whole Baylor thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I have Corey Coleman as like my fourth overall prospect right now. Um. Well, he I did have him light ahead up. Of, he did light up his pro day quite a bit. He showed really great explosion running either in the four three, like high four threes or low four. Which is four. nice, and that's after the sports area too. So they say he could run faster. He's not. Yeah, he's not even one hundred percent. Pro days mean garbage to me. I can care less about pro days. Those are things that are there to shine. But I'm just talking about actually, like his actual tape. Like, he's pretty terrific. He's um, pretty athletic. No, I agree. He's got um a lot of raw um athleticism. Yeah. I think he's got a little ways to go as far as being a wide receiver. Oh, but, yeah. I mean, anybody coming out of Baylor has a ways to go. I mean, that's just the cold, hard truth. But, I mean, I do – for somebody who – let me put it this way. For somebody that I was down on before that I actually was talking smack about on the podcast, right. I feel like, ooh, I've already bumped him up to, like, my number fourth. Like, I would take Holman ahead of Derrick Henry. Me well, personally. Well, don't give it away because we're about to do a mock draft. Oh, okay. I um, want to know your draft board ahead of time. Same thing. Even, like, now this is a guy I watched his entire career, Michael Thomas, Ohio State. I'm really starting to get really infatuated with him. You know, and Tyler Boyd, who's somebody I had as my, you know, I think when we first discussed rookies, I had him and Dotson flip-flopping. Like, Tyler Boyd, I like Tyler Boyd still, and I feel like he could be successful in NFL. I just don't see stupid, you know what I mean? I don't see 
you know, I see a, a low end wide receiver two, high end wide receiver three that can still put up some big big games here and there. We'll see because I still like Tyler Boyd, but it's kind of like the ceiling is like okay, I don't see like a huge ceiling for Tyler Boyd. I don't see anything special that jumps off the tape when I watch Tyler Boyd. And like when I with the more tape I watch of Michael Thomas, like when I start to get like. You know, he he had a little opportunity. So when you do watch Ohio State, it's like a play mm-hmm. here and a play here. So when you watch all those plays together of what he's doing, it's really, really nice. Um, you know, guys like that, I guess, is the best way to put it. It's this this tri- this this is a really intriguing class. It's really to me like a giant potluck. Like I would love if any anywhere from pick six on. Like you have like like we we discussed before. I think there's like 17 guys that we right. like in this draft that we feel comfortable with. Uh, if I'm not in the top three, I really don't care where I'm at between pick four and pick like 15. Yeah. I mean, if I end up with Paul Perkins, Kenneth Dixon or Devontae Booker, like I'm happy. I feel like either way. And we were talking before, like this is a year you want to take a receiver because next year is a strong running back class. But I feel like, let me put it this way. Even how you said, I, I hate this class. I feel like we've been kind of disrespecting this class. And I think the whole dynasty community has been disrespecting this class on the strength of the 17 class. But I do feel, and somebody put a tweet on, uh, put a tweet out earlier today saying, you know, I think this class for where it is, like, is a really good, it's like bargain bin. You know, you can get really good value on first round picks this year because everybody feels that way about the 17 draft and moving forward. And I, I feel, I'm starting to feel now, maybe, maybe they're right. Maybe, you know, it's, it's going to be way cheaper to acquire pick one eight this year than it would be just about any other year. And you can end up with a guy like Michael Thomas, a guy like Mike Thomas out of the Southern Miss, really intrigues me, you mm-hmm. know. Right. So again, which is just going to be really confusing. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Michael, Michael Thomas, Michael and, Mike Thomas, Thomas. and Mike Thomas. Well, that's started on our website too, and the rankings as well. Uh, and speaking of rankings, they're still a little raw. We're still inputting guys, still going through them. We did finally launch our rankings. They are up. Uh, they are terrific. They're they're really nice. I, I unfortunately haven't had the time to get in there and really. But you'll be up there. Yeah, I'll, I'll have them up. I I gave like the top ones that were preloaded. Yeah. Kind of in a, in order, but those aren't my final. Well, and Tim's the same way. Tim's Tim uh, at Tim NFL. He's doing his rankings as well, and he's just trying to get them in order before they launch into the site as well. We now have it so you can sort through rookie rankings. You can sort through rookies and sophomores mm-hmm. together, uh, and then you can you know click QB. You can click right wide receiver out of the overall. Right. The way I set it up, too, for the rankings, the way I wanted it was, so, like, if you click on quarterback, for example, right, it puts them in order of the quarterbacks, how we have it ranked, but it doesn't say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, which, because that's just obvious, it's in order for you. It says their actual rank overall. Oh, yeah. Okay. You like, you right. like that? Yeah, absolutely. It's a little tweak I had mm-hmm. in there. I liked it a lot. So, uh, obviously, I didn't program it, but, you know, <laughs> it's something I wanted It was a there. suggestion by you. So uh, the rankings are on DynastyNerds.com. You can check them out, our rookie rankings. I know my rookie rankings are they're going up and down. And I just feel like, I feel like rankings right now is all hunky-dory. That's fine. There's guys I like, but I feel like, I feel like of most years, a lot of times I don't let the NFL draft like, change me drastically, you know, and let me get that uh, you know, Bishop Ranky kind of you know, feeling. Right. I feel like this is going to be a situation where things are going to change. You know? Who, what running back ends up in Miami? I need to know this because this guy is going to, you know, out of those three backs, he would instantly go number one to me. Miami clear, clearly is looking for another back in J.H.I. J.H.I. is a solid back with no knees, 
but he was a fifth-round pick. Miami's been trying to find a running back. They're going to get a running back. We talked about this last week, him and Langford both. Right. Um, I feel, I feel, I'd feel more comfortable with Langford than I would uh, J.J. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I agree But with at that. this point, I mean, again, J.J., he's something that I'm trying to, I'm trying to unload if I can for a decent pick, you know? I would, I would too. I mean, just given his um, history with his knees, obviously he's not going to, it's, rumored that he won't have a long career because of that and if you could Correct. get out up from underneath him right now i think i would and, and the fact that the miami brass is desperately trying to add a running back and they will so again i mean if miami lands kenneth dixon i'm really intrigued there and, and it's gonna be hard for me to really i want to see where derrick henry goes too because again I, I see a longevity out of these other guys but we'll see because we talked about matt forte being six two last week and not even realizing it right um there's some news before we get into our rookie draft okay Alfred Moore signs with uh, Dallas. Yeah, uh, obviously uh, um, a positive situation for his um, value all around. I mean, him and Darren McFadden. And Lance Dunbar. And Lance Dunbar are there, but I think he's probably the best pure running back. Agreed. Other, I mean, unfortunately, he doesn't catch many balls. Maybe that's where McFadden <laughs> will come Zero in. balls. Stands. Right, right. I mean, um so well, I tweeted out this morning. I said, if you're Alfred Morris owner, you got to be extremely happy. And right, then, like I know, right. a couple hours ago, Jerry Jones came out and said, "TMCs still are running back one. Uh, he'll get the most carries, which is meaningless in March." Right. I mean, Darren McFadden, there was a miracle, and he like stayed mostly healthy last year. And he's turning thirty. Right. He can't handle those two hundred fifty plus carries again. No, I think what you're going to end up seeing. I mean, you think of what um, Demarco Murray did. And then just kind of give all the most of the receiving stuff to Darren McFadden and most of the running stuff to Alf Morris with I, Lance Dunbar mixed in there. With Lance Dunbar mixed in with this same role he's had there for years. I think so too. And I mean, Alfred Morris got the same contract that DMC got last year. And he's going to an outside zone scheme, which is what Alfred Morris thrives right. in with a great right. running with a great offensive line. Um, I think Alfred Morris can have. A pretty good year here in Dallas. I can see him. I mean, I can see him bouncing back and getting you know eleven, twelve hundred yards. Yeah, to me, it's it's an it's one that if you're an Alfred Morris owner who's kind of been declining over the years, you know, from his rookie mm-hmm. year, which was tremendous. Right. It's been a steady decline down there. He is touchdown dependent, but as an Alfred Morris owner, uh, this is best case scenario. Agreed. Yeah, for as far as landing spot and opportunity, and yeah, yeah I, I think so. I mean, th- obviously, this is pre-draft, so who knows what'll happen. You know, obviously, if, if they draft somebody, you know, they draft Zeke at four. Oh, then it's all over. Yeah, yeah it's, it's they're Zeke. cutting D- DMC, and Alf is going to be, like, riding the pine. So, yeah. I mean, it all really depends, and they may, you know, this is silly season that, you know. Sort of so, I think, this, I think this solidifies that they're not going to take Zeke at four. Um, I think they're going to really look at, you know, either Miles Jack, linebacker, pray that Joey Bosa is there, who Joey Bosa would probably fit their defensive line because right. he fits a 4-3 perfectly. Right. Um, or maybe pray that, pray that Jalen Ramsey's there. Something along those lines, I think that's going to really kind of solidify that they're not going to take Zeke there. That's yeah, what I think personally. That's what, I mean, that's a, that makes perfect sense. That, I mean, and it's a great theory, and I, I agree with you, but who knows? You know, oh, yeah. You, you, you can you never, never say, know. yeah, you can never yeah. say that it's not going to happen. You never know. They could right. take Carson once at four. Right. And people are like, oh, we said we weren't taking a quarterback. And exactly. Jerry Jones is like, like Mr. Burns. Yeah, you know, like, excellent. Exactly. Right now, if, you know, a GM slash owner's mouth is moving, you can be assured that they're lying. Basically. GM, OG, it don't matter. Right. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. That's what Jerry Jones is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's silly season. Exactly. No, no need to pay too attention. So, but 
for the Alfred Morris news, it's it's good news. Mm-hmm. You know, the dynasty community, if you're an owner, is like, yeah, I, I own Alf. I've had Alf his entire career. And I'm like, for me personally, I'm like, nice. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, absolutely. Like, I needed another running back. And I was like, oh, you know, because I, I had Alf. And I'm like, dude, Alf, where's he going to go? Right. You haven't been able to really use Alf all last year for the most part. Yeah. And now yeah. I'm like, yeah, even because even like even on your bye weeks, I'm like looking for somebody who can catch balls PPR. Right. At least now, you know, with Tony Romo, Des Bryant, he might score touchdowns. I mean, right. Run DMC is not a goal line back. Alfred Morris can get you some goal line carries. So for me, I feel like what he does, what you rely on him for, for getting yards, like 80 yards a game, mm-hmm. but he needs that touchdown. I feel like those opportunities are going to be there. I think he might have a possibility of being a low-end running back, too. If uh, DMC somehow gets hurt, that's going to really help him, maybe a high running back, too, at that point. Right. But, uh, again, almost startable for 2016. I agree. Awesome yep. sauce. Yep. Other news out there? Um, Josh Hill just signed a restricted free agent deal with the Bears. Dude, I am signing Josh Hill up for the most, the most, the most hyped March player, March, <laughs> April, May player of all time. I mean, I, I agree. You talk, we talk about him a lot in March and April since last year. And then come season time, it's like, peace out, homie. Yeah. Well, I mean, you'll, we'll see if this actually ends up being anything, but if he does sign there, it's a it's an ideal landing spot for somebody that just basically got his job taken by um Kobe Fleener. Um just because Jay Cutler does like to throw to the tight ends mm-hmm. and Martellus Bennett just got shipped off. Zach Miller, to my knowledge, hasn't signed back there even because he wants like way more money than he's really worth, like five five, Zach, yeah. five or seven million dollars, something like that a year. Um so I think it's a sign that, you know, if, if he does end up or if New Orleans doesn't match which i don't think they have a ton of cap space so they have like yeah they have like five cents right so i doubt they'll end up matching i think it's a good landing spot for yeah them. i mean they spent money on fleener there's no need to sign there and i know they also spoke up of uh no that was the bucks cameron Brake. that's oh. who it was all right, all right uh the gm said today you know, you know austin Spear and jenkins who i who i'm still a believer in they said who are the bucks gm said who you know they're like who are you most excited about like going the season one of the guys you're excited about and he mentioned third year tight end Cameron Bray, who's like currently like fourth on the depth chart, if you go to like our lad's depth chart, but he did mention him by name. So Cameron Bray, if he's a free agent in your dynasty league, he's a worth least worth a gamble. Yeah, I, yeah. If you have a spot, and I mean, whenever a GM comes out and singles somebody out like that, a la Josh Hill from last year, yeah, um, <laughs> you should at least take note. No, I agree. I mean, I still I'm an ASJ, but I mean, again, Vincent Jackson's a learner. They'll run two tight end sets as well to help Jameis. Right. Um. But yeah, I agree with you. Like Josh Hill signing. Like again, this is a guy coming along. You said this is his third, fourth year. Or is his fourth year? This is his third year. Third year. Mm-hmm. Um. So, if you could take over from Martellus Bennett, they signed they signed him to an offer sheet. So obviously they're intrigued. You're all you're also right about Jay Cutler. I think it might be a good signing for him. Um. And Josh Hill may potentially be on your waiver wires. Yeah, I mean, especially, you know, Colby Fleener, you know, just signed there. People might have gotten anxious or angry and just dropped him. So Even better news if you're a Fleener owner. It's like, you know, right? What? No, There's no Josh Hill competition. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Not like, not, it's not like it's major competition, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's competition. It is. Yeah, it was something. It's right. like thumb wrestling. Right, right. Um, Other names in the news, Turd Ferg himself, <laughs> Trent Richardson. Trent Richardson signed. Or... They have an agreement in place. They, he, I don't think he's actually signed anything yet. Listen, listen Trent, we're not going to sign you, but you have my word. <laughs> with the Baltimore you, Ravens. You tub a goo. Right. Just show up here without a drumstick in your hand. 
you know, no, no, you can't sign with that ch- piece of chocolate. Trent, put it down. <laughs> yeah, you know, stop walking so slow. Get over here. Wrong door, Trent. Wrong door. I mean, I can see why they're taking a flyer on the guy just because um, he did show flashes there. It was in his rookie year, but give me when? A, give me a break. His rookie season. Oh yeah, when he scored some touchdowns. Yeah, he yeah. Did. yeah, yeah. Trent Richardson's not. He's not beating out Lorenzo Taliaferro. No, he's got terrible vision. He's not beating out Buck Allen. He's got terrible vision. He just, yeah. He misses holes and stuff. Trent Richardson's not making a roster, and right? Then he, then he, no, he's not going to make it. Then he went and got fat, too, on top of that. So. Goo. Right. Yeah. It is what it is, man. Uh, yeah, I guess it's, it's nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. It's, not, it's noteworthy. We had to mention it, but I think I don't think it's anything. Like we big. should mention Case Keenum starting for the L.A. Rams. Also noteworthy, but, you know, Nothing to really see here. But yeah. if you're in a two QB league, you know they're gonna they're gonna draft a quarterback. Um, I could definitely see that. Yeah, case game. I don't think is the long term answer. Oh no, they're. For, <laughs> I mean, they're gonna take. They had to take. You know, between. I mean, there's a lot of intriguing. You know, between Kevin Hogan, Cardell Jones, who I'm still a big fan of. You know, Paxton Lynch. Right. Uh, I mean, I think it just says Connor more, Cook more about how much they don't like Nick Foles. Oh, yeah. Than it does about how good Case Keenum is. Sorry, Napoleon. Yeah. yeah. Adios, man. You know, Uncle Rico. Yep. Get back. Get back with your llama over there. <laughs> yeah. Nick Foles. We're talking about a talking about a one couple month wonder there. Huh? Oh, shit. Your food, Tina. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the news. I think we should get into this uh, first round rookie mock draft, uh, pre NFL draft. It's the first one we'll do. It's the only one we'll do before the draft. Uh, and then. Uh, that's, that sums that up, right? Yeah, right. I, I like had in my head that we already did one of these, and then I remembered it was the redraft from last year's is what I was thinking of in my head. I'm like, I thought we already did a, a first-round mock, but nope, we haven't. Yeah. Not a, nope. Now's a good time one. to do it. Yeah. And then uh, yeah. I think next week episode, we should probably take a break from rookies and maybe do it on something else. Wow, okay. I don't know what yet. It seems like rookies are really just the only thing going on right now. I like to podcast spontaneously. Oh, all right. We'll figure it out. We'll talk movies or something. <laughs> yeah, people love that. Like, uh, why don't you guys just stick to Dynasty? <laughs> Somebody wrote on there is like, you know, what is <laughs> between when we that Kevin Smith like a couple of weeks ago. Oh, right. Like, yeah, just yeah. talking about Kevin Smith. Uh-huh. There's been multiple times during the show we've broken off the show on like 10 minute subject changes, like Kevin Smith fans, um, hashtag Star- sleep fans, Star-, Star Wars. Yeah. All sleep, sorts of weird stuff. The sleep thing was a huge hit, though. Still blows I wasn't Mike there away. for that one. No, still, that was uh, you and Dynasty Nerd Mike. Yeah, we got a couple hundred responses on that. Like yeah. People that sleep with the fan on at night and Mike just completely blew Mike away. <laughs> I was like, how do you not know about that? Hashtag sleep thing. One of my all-time favorite parts of the podcast over the last two and a half years. Yeah. Two and a half years? I don't do the sleep fan, man. I, my kids have these things called sleep sheeps. And they're little noisemakers, and they just have the waves crashing. Oh, see, that would annoy me. I can't. Oh, do it. it's amazing. Are you People use me? those sound machines and they have like. I'm like oh, oh, I, fall, dude. I fall asleep in like 2.1 seconds when the waves start crashing. <laughs> it is so bad. So nice. I just go to my happy place and I pretend like I'm on a beach somewhere. Pour and, some sand on my pillow. And boom, done. <laughs> All right. So let's figure out who's going to pick first. Do you want to pick first? I mean, traditionally, I'm the one winning all the championships, so I should probably pick second so that way I have the 12th pick. If you want to. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm just kidding. Man. I'll pick first. Go ahead. All you, right. It's a, it's a layup either way. Yeah, it, it, it's a no-brainer. One and, one and two, really, are both layups. So. I, see, some people are going to argue with that two pick. I would not argue All that right. pick, but I'm just saying, some people are arguing that pick. But, uh, yeah, number one pick in a draft, 
uh, at Dynasty Rich selects Ezekiel Elliott, running back, Ohio State. Again, guys, this runaway the, easiest pick you could yeah, ever make. He's in tier by all by himself. Yeah. This might be the easiest rookie pick in the history of rookie picks. I'm, yeah, try, I'm it, trying to think back, like what was easier. This is like the biggest layup. It really is. It's, it doesn't even matter where it goes. Because, like I said, even when AP came out, it was Calvin came out with him. And you're like, right. ooh, Calvin or AP, Calvin this or AP. This guy, he's far and away the best player. It's not even really a big debate or no. anything. He's going to be good no matter where he goes. Does every every single thing he does, he does terrifically. Yep. Again, you can make a case for him. And I'm, you know, Leonard Fournette, he's terrific to be the number one pick in the 2017 draft. That's how good this guy is. He's really good, man. Yeah, I mean, again, it comes down to this guy's six foot two twenty five, does everything well. Um, Box catches, runs, he's fast. One thousand eight hundred seventy eight yards rushing yeah. last year, second most in school history, eighteen touchdowns, and like Matt said, he does it all. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing he doesn't do. He's a true three down back. There's and again, no, no need to take him off the field unless he's exhausted. Yeah, he's gonna be he which could, which he doesn't get because he's in really good shape also. I see him easily could be a top three fantasy running back this year. Yeah, like I'm tar- like in my redrafts, I'm just like I got, it. I got, it. I will own Zeke shares. I'm like, yeah, I got, <laughs> I got to get because I didn't get him in dynasty. Right, I didn't get him any in my dynasty leagues, right. which makes me sad. I was talking to the guy who was the number one pick in the nerds league. I'm like, dude, you're so lucky you're getting Zeke. He's like, <laughs> well, you know, there's no guarantee. I'm like, eh, I know there's no guarantee, but this is kind of like a guarantee. Wait, the league that we're in? Yeah. No, oh, I know who you're talking about. He said that. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, well, you know, well, you know, his luck. He's been every pick yeah. he takes has been. Tur- Bishop Branky. Yeah. Uh, no kidding. Yeah, you know, overdrafting there. I'm like, dude, I'm like, I know there's no guarantees, but to me, this guy is like he falls in that Amari Cooper agent. You know what I mean? Like how about that draft? He got who he got Bishop Sankey and then Johnny Manziel. Whoopsie. Oof. Yeah. Ouch. And I talk about hey, you remember that draft, the 2014 draft, one of the best drafts ever? How did you do? Oh my god, Bishop Branky and Johnny Manziel. Ooh. Mm. Well, you're not very good at this dynasty thing, are you? <laughs> no, no, no. Mm. What pick did you have the year after that? Oh, the first overall. Mm-hmm. Mm, that makes sense. That does that make sense. perfect sense. Lots of sense. So, um, yeah, like you said, lay up easily. Yeah. Don't overthink this one. Don't even trade out of this one. Take him, love him, coddle him, and enjoy the ride. Yep. If you're rebuilding, this is a great building block because he's somebody like if you mess up your draft in the future and like, okay, all I have is Zeke, this awesome running back, your return on him in two years, well, three years will get you one, one, and then something. Right, right. You can, it's definitely one of those guys, he's a piece that you can unload later on and get a big jump for. So you like my pick? Yeah, dude, obviously I like Championship. Yeah, he is the best, best player in this draft far and away. Hands down. Okay. So put you on the clock with the second pick on the draft here. I will pick. I mean, Laquan Trodwell is, I think, by a much narrower margin than Ezekiel is. You know, better than everyone else. Laquan is the second best player mm-hmm. in in my opinion. So, um, he's a guy. He's not a blazer, but he's got a big body. He's got tons of you know. He's got the body control and the the ability to high point balls and stuff like that, and come down with tough contested catches. Um, I mean, he, he, he has, does, he's excellent at things. I right. mean, he's like, he's excellent at tracking the ball. Right. He has excellent concentration. He has an excellent catch radius. He has excellent footwork. Right. I mean, his biggest knock is just his speed. He just doesn't have excellent speed, but and we'll find out on his pro day what right. he can run. I think on tape, he's got enough speed that he can use all those other things to get open and, and, and come down with balls and, and really be a wide receiver one for a team. 
like an NFL team. Yeah, I could pl- I, again. He's somebody that's like kind of taken a hit because of this whole not running thing and speed thing, which we all knew in the first place. Speed wasn't his game, right? Exactly. Because even though I always, when I watch his tape, I always thought he has deceptive speed because he has takes long strides, right? Um, but again, I mean, his footwork. You know, the more tape you know you watch on Treadwell, his footwork is excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, the things that he does. Again, besides people are like worried about separation. If you could run good routes, which every college guy has to do, with his footwork, I don't think that's gonna be a problem. And his mentality and the way he plays the game and how like his smarts, like his football smarts, right. like he's not like a knucklehead out there. Like he's not like a diva receiver. This guy, he gets in there, he says the right things. He con- like his concentrate. He does things really well. I, I see a really good NFL receiver. In Laquan Treadwell. Totally agree, man. And I agree with you. Like, to me, this is kind of a layup. And some people might argue for Josh Dotson, who I like. To me, it's it's Laquan Treadwell. I think these one-two picks are, like, in stone for me. Kind of like, you know, Amari Cooper or uh, Sammy Watkins, Mike Evans. For me, it was always Sammy, then Evans. It was one-two. And, and, right, and both guys were great, and we loved them both, but we liked Sammy Watkins more than yeah. Mike Evans. And, and they're both winners right now. Right. I feel like this, and that's what I'm saying, like this draft class, right off the, right off the top, these one-two picks, I'm really happy with them. Mm-hmm. You know, again, nothing's set in stone, but if I have one of these two guys, I'm, I'm very happy. That's, I feel like I hit, a, I hit the jackpot. If I, yeah, those two guys are the, the biggest slam dunks for me, and then, sure, you know, right below them is Josh Dotson for me. So it was a third pick in the Dynasty Rookie <laughs> with Draft. With that being said, go um, ahead. I'm taking a guy with the best last name, even though it spells a little bit more funky than uh, you know, the right way to spell it. Uh, I'm taking Josh Dodson. Right. You know, I, again, I, we don't need to spend time on Laquan Treadwell and Zeke and go into detail about all their stats. We'll do that as you know, the season goes along. We do our rookie rankings again. Right. I, I mean, I, I, think, I think in the next coming, coming weeks here, we, I mean, we're going to be forced not forced. We're gonna be. We're gonna to have to get into these guys. And one thing too, yeah. I want to say about uh, Laquan Treadwell before I get into Josh Dotson is he's also really young. He doesn't turn twenty one until uh, June mm-hmm. of this year. So he's, he's a young got, dude. Yeah, he's got dynasty wise upside. Yeah, he's got time to develop even further in his, yeah. in his body and stuff. You'll like see that. his stat line coming along. You know, when like other cl- receivers mm-hmm. declare, they're like, you know, this receiver is pretty good, but you know, he's. 24 or something. He's a year older than Laquan Treadwell, who's right. been in the league for already two years right. and putting up right. wide receiver two, wide receiver one numbers. Right. But again, it's kind of, we also got to be careful when we say that, when people say, oh, this guy could be a wide receiver one. Uh, if you're a wide receiver two, it's not a bad thing. Remember, there can only be 12 wide receiver ones. Right. So if you're a wide receiver two, high on wide receiver two, that's a very, very, very good thing. Yes, just, I just want to throw out there, because some people, they'll just say, oh, he's a wide receiver two. You know what I mean? I think it's very easy for people to play fantasy football. To think, you know, even like a, a high end running back too, that those could be bad things. Like just we say wide receiver threes, like you know, you need those guys. Those are like, starters, yeah. Like Brian Hartline's, right. you know, years ago, like mm-hmm. how he was so dependable and so undervalued. Right. People are like, oh, he's only a wide receiver three, and they throw that around lightly. But mostly when it comes to like even more lately, like oh, he's a wide receiver two. He's a he's a running back too. It's like, dude, there's only twelve of those guys. I mean, me personally, I always like to have two wide receiver ones and then a wide receiver two in my third spot and then a wide receiver three in my fourth spot. Well, me personally, yeah. I want QB one. Right. I want running back one and three, and I want wide receiver one, wide receiver one, and wide receiver one and right. tight end one. So, right. yeah, I mean, in a perfect world. And you see teams that get that as well, and it's, it's a nice luxury to have. Right. But, again, I mean, we had person. But there's only 12 of them. If you're in a 12-person 12, 12 league, that means – there's another team out there that doesn't have any. Any wide receivers, right. yeah. And then you want to flip one of those guys and get like, you know, get a wide receiver too. Because um, even things like that, we had a guy in our league who had no running backs whatsoever. 
And he was so hung up on the fact that he had three wide receiver ones, Jordy Nelson's breakout year, Antonio Brown, mm-hmm. and A.J. Green. And, uh, again, he was he was ecstatic about how he was, I got three wide receiver ones. That's On paper, that looks terrific. Right. But what are your running backs? Oh, running back 34 and 48. And guess what? Guess how many championships three wide receiver ones got him? Nothing, man. Zero point zero. That's how I started off my, my career, too. I had a ton of awesome wide receivers and, like, very, very, you know, poor pieces around them. And, and I didn't win anything. I had them blowing that whole team up. Poor poor team management. Right. It's a bad GM. Right. You get you get hung up. And, again, and we talked about it before. Like, you get hung up on how your team looks like on paper when you're not trying to win a championship. Um, when it definitely comes to dynasty, people get hung up on draft picks. Uh, people get hung up on, you know, I have three wide receivers. I, I'm not giving you that because it doesn't give me fair value. And, and at the same time, sometimes you got to take not fair value to make your team better. Right. It's hard to do, but you have to really try to take the emotion out of it and see these guys as, as what they are. Even the draft picks, too, they're assets, and you have to use your assets to accumulate the best all-around team. Yeah, I mean, we say it all the time because it really is that simple. Mm-hmm. The whole goal of doing this mm-hmm. is to win. That's the whole goal of playing Dynasty Fantasy Football. It's to build a long-term team. It's trying to build a dynasty, but still, you have to win. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how many, how many good teams you had and how many times you came in second place. I've been there. I've done that. Mm-hmm. I don't, nobody's going to care because my name's on the trophy that many times. You know what I mean? Oh, hey, well, I came in. You know, see those four years there, or those five years? You know, my name's on there once out of those five years, but I came in second those other four years. Yep, no one oh, okay, good. Could you, could you, here, here's a pat in the back. <laughs> now get out of here. I'm going to go talk to some real champions. You're not you even, know, you're not even going to get a real high five for that. No, not even. You know, you get a pat on the back. You know, maybe if you're lucky enough, somebody touched you the bum. But that's about it. So, but again, I mean, same thing like the wide receiver two. Same thing about winning. You right. know what I mean? It's kind of like those all kind of fall in the same thing when you run your dynasty team. You, we want to win. And to do that, you got to make sure you balance your team right. That's why it's 365 and you got to use the off season to throw feelers out. You're always kind of flipping the roster around. You should always be trying to shake and move to get to that best roster you can. Do you want depth? Absolutely. Right. Do you want good, solid backups because somebody's probably getting hurt? Absolutely. But come playoff time, and we say this all the time when we get closer to playoffs. Doesn't matter how you know, maybe doesn't matter how many six running backs you have. You're only starting two of them. Right. You know what I mean? What best two are going to win you the championship, or what what two are going to help you best get you another asset to win a championship? So, again, that's my little small rant. And if Styles is out there, I'll still give you a high five even though you, you finish in second so many times. Oh, that, that was that in our, no, that was in our redraft. It was in our redraft league, but I know he feels the okay. Bad. Quick story. Yeah, uh, we have a guy. It just seems uh, we had a redraft league that's been going for like fifteen, sixteen years, something like that. Yeah, a long time. And for a ten-year stretch, and then when I say ten years, I mean ten years in a row. He came in second place. And I mean, uncanny. Nine out of ten yeah, times. It was just like a ridiculous amount of time. And he won one. No, the one that, yeah, that the one right. he won. He his his team name. Was the Bills? Boy, um, I love finishing. Second. Boy, I love losing fantasy Super Bowls. Oh, is that what it? Because remember the Bills when the Bills oh, lost those right. four in a row? Was boy, boy, I love losing Super Bowls. Right. He changed his name after like year three to the Bills. Uh-huh. It's still that name to this day, but it's Boy, I love losing fantasy Super Bowls. <laughs> I always thought it was Boy, I love finishing second. That's funny. Boy, I love finishing even better. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's not what it was. But I gotta tell him that next time I see him. <laughs> that's what I always thought it was. Oh. I always wondered what that extra L was in there. I'm like, I don't know. But boy, I love finishing second. That seems like it's all right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm taking Josh Dotson. <laughs> Josh Dotson with the third pick. And we totally get completely off the, the rookie draft here. But uh, totally much, derailed and much we're back. needed. I needed that chuckle in my life. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
So I'm taking Josh Dotson, 6'2", 202. Now here's a good stat for Josh Dotson for you. This is a guy, now Josh Dotson is a highlight reel, right? Mm -hmm. And he makes those highlight catches. But he can make the contested catch. Oh, yeah. He caught 14 of 18 contested balls. Mm -hmm. And out of those, he had an additional uh, pass interference called on seven of those. That gave him a positive gain of 21 out of 25 opportunities. Big time. That's disgusting, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Josh Dotson in the right offense is going to be a stud. He is. I mean, he's got a lean frame. Um, I know there's that stat about, like, you know, seniors coming out and, like, they have a way less success rate. Mm-hmm. But, you know, those are just numbers. Somebody's got to buck the trend. Uh, with a name like Dotson, he's the man <laughs> to do it. Um, again, excellent leaping ability, body control, hands, um, can make the off-target catch. He could box out defenders. His focus is terrific. I mean, this is a guy that I'm really intrigued with, something that I really like. He's, he's, he's probably going to go later in the first round, so he's going to land on a good team. Yeah, I, yeah. either that or he might, go, he might go early second round. But No, yeah. this, I don't see it. I you see, don't see it? I don't see there's – I see Corey Coleman getting in the first. I don't know. I guess maybe because maybe somebody falls in love with Michael Thomas, but I, th- I see Michael right. Thomas falling to the second. I see Michael Thomas honestly landing with the Browns with the first pick in the second round. That's where, that's where I would peg him if I was doing a mock draft. Um, but I, somewhere like New York – Cincinnati desperately needs a receiver. Yes, they do. Um, both really good spots. I'd definitely, I'd love to see Josh Dotson in New York with Eli Manning and Odell Beckham. I would love that. He's like Ruben Randall 8.0. Uh, <laughs> he's just somebody that I think, again, he's going to need to be in the right system and the right quarterback, too, that can get him the ball. Okay. Uh, obviously, he's not going to Chicago because they yeah, have they got Kevin, other receivers. They got Kevin White, Kevin White mm-hmm. Alshon. Mm-hmm. Um, and Eddie Royal, Marcus Wilson, but again, in the right team with somebody that can get him the ball, uh, it's he's going to be a terrific fantasy receiver. I agree. Again, and he, I don't, and I don't see him as just a one-trick pony. You know, I don't see him as somebody just go up, jump up, and get the ball, and that's it. I don't see him that way. I, I, I see him as being an all-around receiver who just makes those really great catches. Um, he was a guy that I, I didn't really like right at first, and then the more I watched of him, the more he grew on me. He like, I had liked it the opposite effect that I had when I watched Tyler Boyd. Like, Tyler Boyd I liked off of, you know, uh, what I, like, quick glimpses that I had seen of him. Well-known name for years. Well-known, you know, he's yeah, been, yeah, He's yeah. been the dynasty, like, radar for... But the more I year. watched of him, you know, the the less I thought of him, it was the exact opposite for Josh Dotson. The more I watched, the more I liked him. Yeah, because so. now you consider him, like, in your top three of people that you really like. Like, he's in that category for you. It is those three guys, and then literally the next, you know, 12 guys and again i mean if you kind of flipping coins about if you desperately need a running back mm-hmm. i understand if you took like a derrick henry here or maybe like i said ken dixon lands in miami you know what i mean like that set that third running back you maybe have, you flip on i understand taking that, some of that brings me to my next pick <laughs> but go ahead you know what i mean but yeah, I, yeah. I could see why you would do that i don't think it's a smart move i think in dynasty rookie drafts you really should take the best player available in the first mm-hmm. round and then reach for position wise in the second round Definitely when you have a high pick here, like the third round, come the second round, you're going to still get a quality. Like, if you need a running back, you're going to get a quality running back there. Early, in the, early in the second round, there's still going to be a lot of good yeah, guys. There's mm-hmm. no need to reach here just because you desperately need. And that happens way too much in Dynasty where you see people. Cause we, listen, a lot of people need running backs in Dynasty. Right. Um, and when you're picking high, you usually need something really bad. And whether it be running back or not, you really shouldn't reach there. Mm-hmm. You should take the best player available. Definitely when it comes to something like wide receiver. You know what I mean? 
I could almost listen to the argument on the flip side if you needed like a wide receiver really bad and a running back's the best player available. Hashtag two to three year window here. You know, but when it comes to receiver, that's definitely not a way to go. It, it can hurt you in so many different ways. One, that running back, i.e. Bishop Ranky, who I just rank on all the time, or, you know, doesn't even pan out. And then you miss all these other great wide receivers who give you longevity. Um, but then even if it does, you miss on a really good receiver and your running back's okay and he's startable mm-hmm. and he's like, okay, good for like three to four years. You're still missing out on like an eight-year fantasy opportunity. Right. Well, you could probably just easily got that same kind of guy, that couple-year guy in the second round. I don't want to say easily, but you could find that elsewhere. So It can be done. All right. Moving on to the fourth pick in the Dynasty Nerds podcast, mock dat draft, rookie mock draft, that is. Matt O'Hara at uh, Dynasty Matt. Um, one. This starts Well, with, I'm not finished. Oh, God, God, here we go. The only. <laughs> the only. The handsome. Oh, hey. The deep voice. Mm-hmm. Mm. Star Wars loving, James Bond loving, Clerks loving, all Kevin Smith loving. Uh, yes, yes, all that's correct. Selects. Oh, is it my turn now? Dude, I've been waiting forever. Come right. on, dude. Pick up the ceiling. We have like an hour show we do here. So like, like, so like I stated earlier. Dilly-dallying over there about God knows what, talking about other people's drafts, talking mm-hmm. about what you should do in the offseason, how you should approach the draft. Let's get it together over here. People are waiting for the pick. I know. So We're like, only going to pick four. So like, What's the deal with you? All right, can I get started or no? About time. All right. So like I was saying, a lot of these next guys I kind of have pegged in the same sort of range right now and position you know, where they actually end up in the draft, like what team is going to really decide where they end up in my board. But I really like Kenneth Dixon's all-around game, especially in a PPR league. Um, dude catches mad passes. Obviously, he's, you know, I think he's big enough that he can handle, you know, a, a pretty decent load. Um, but in, in PPR format, he's, I, I believe he's just going to be a stud. He could, he's somebody that really gets me, like, on the, on the, uh, like, situation-wise. Right, where he goes. right. He's somebody, out of all the running backs, he's really jumped up my, my board a lot. I mean, the guy has an outstanding jump cut. You know what I mean? He's really, really good in space. He's really elusive. And he's he's built up. I know he, uh, from his combine, he gained six pounds of muscle. Right. I think he just had his pro day today. Was that today? I know he showed up with like 221 pounds all ripped out and looking all beastie and Hulk-like. I hadn't had a chance to look at today's pro days, so Dude, I don't know. He's a true dual threat running back. Yeah, man. he's definitely got the size to do it. I mean. He could be a three down back. I know. Now, people he, are going to listen to this podcast, and most some people I can easily see it because, I, I mean, it's kind of crazy to say, but in reality, this is what I'm talking about. This is a guy that could flip. I think you're taking, like, a real good initiative here where Kent Dixon can move to the fourth overall spot. Easily. Here. I mean, running backs every year get pushed up, and this guy can do it all. I mean, he catches passes really, really, I mean, almost to the point where it looks like wide receiver type of catches he's making out there. Um. And and he's a good. He can go between the tackles. He can cut it outside. He, I really do think he can do it all. Yeah, he got better. I mean, this guy averaged twelve point eight yards per catch as a junior and fourteen point eight yards per catch as a senior, and those are really high numbers. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, those are like those are like wide receiver type of averages. You want to know what else is crazy number for him? Hmm. He is second all time in FBS history. 87 touchdowns. Dude. This is a guy who has a nose for the nose end zone. For the end zone. Yep. Oh. I like the pick. I do. I'm not. I'm not bashing it. Um, if I need a running back here, I, I'm telling you with the race. Derrick Henry is the number two back on the board right now, which you can't argue just because productive. I mean, he's got a lot of upside, but 
I have no problem taking Kenneth Dixon over Derrick Henry here. And I mean, I just don't I don't see the upside there with Derrick Henry that I see in Kenneth Dixon. That's why I decided to go with that guy. I mean, Derrick Henry has no PPR, you know, up to, up kick in his value. He doesn't. He's not going to be catching passes. That dude's going to be a bruiser that has to, you know, he's going to be volume dependent and and touchdown dependent. And that's not something you're going to have to worry about with Kenneth Dixon. And that was a good comfort, Kenneth Dixon. Enter in James. Who? Wow. Where did you Where did you come up with that? I was just thinking just, like shifting good yeah, running backs who yeah. caught the ball really well. Yeah. I hadn't heard that before, but yeah. Scores touchdowns. Run, yeah. Can run with some power too. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They could take a hit, take a lick, and keep on ticking kind of guy. I do. I, mean, I said before the show, like, I want to emphasize that, like, one guy who's really run up, like, jumped up my boards that would be, like, because I was thinking more of along those side, like, receivers here. Like, mm-hmm. I, I was like, man, I'm probably going to go receiver, receiver, receiver. And I, and, I, and I made sure I moved him up in my dynasty rookie rankings, but I want to make him up again because I, I was on the same lines as you. I was like, I feel like I kind of want to jump him ahead of Derrick Henry. Um, but I was like, at the same time, I kind of want to wait until the draft. But now the more I think about it, even now, just talking to you, like, this is, you know, it's, even these rankings, it's a nonstop fluid thing. It doesn't make sense to not have him ahead of Derrick Henry, barring, like, unless he goes to a bad spot, because of PPR. Right. And when all our rankings are done on PPR anyways, this guy's going to score more points than Derrick Henry. Absolutely. I mean, Derrick Henry needs a lot to go right for him. Kent Dixon needs some stuff to go right for him. He just, yeah, he just, I mean, he's probably going to catch, you know, four or five catches a game. I mean, that, that alone is it negates the need to get touchdowns because i mean even four or five catches only for like 20 20 30 yards right there is more points than a, than a touchdown you score oh word to your mother so so and he does he's got a nose for the end zone we already we already pointed that 87 out. 87 right. touchdowns the second most in fbs history mm-hmm. all timer he's a i mean yeah, there's there's not a lot to like. I mean, again, he rushed for a thousand seventy three yards in fifteen. In two thousand fourteen, he rushed for one thousand two hundred ninety nine yards. He's never averaged under five yards a carry. His freshman year, he averaged six yards a carry. Six point one is uh, sophomore year. Then five point one. Then five point four. Um, twenty seven touchdowns. Twenty twelve. Then only four in twenty thirteen. Then twenty two. Then nineteen. Those are just rushing touchdowns. Okay. Uh, and then even receptions. You know. He got receiving his receptions got better every single year. He had ten, then fourteen, then thirty, then thirty-three. So he was averaging thirty-three touchdown uh, receptions a game, and you know three hundred eighty-five yards and four hundred sixty-four yards. Just all around solid back. Um, could be like a Lashawn McCoy esque uh, slash like you know, like an Edger and James kind of guy. I like the count, man. I I didn't really ever thought of that. And re- and, re- and remember Lashawn McCoy too during his rookie draft. I mean, in most cases he went after. Uh, Beanie oh, yeah. Wells, Wells, No Sean Marino, Sean. and Donald yeah. Brown. Right. right. You know what I mean? So Dennis Dixon Kenneth Dixon almost has that kind of like LaShawn McCoy skill set out of pit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who is really talented and there are some questions to it. Kind of like the same skill skill set as what as well. And I'm real interested to see where he goes. It wouldn't be one of those things like remember I was preaching TJ Yeldon and all of a sudden TJ Yeldon was the second back off the board in NFL draft and people right. were like some people were like, Ooh, wow, TJ Yeldon went ahead of uh I can't remember who he went ahead of at the time, but again, it was kind of surprising to a lot of people. For me, it wasn't, but at the same time, it was kind of surprising. I think the same thing can happen to Kenneth, Dick, Kenneth Dixon. Somebody might, I don't, it's probably not going to happen, but somebody taking him over Derrick Henry, even at NFL draft. Right. But we'll be, we'll see. We, you know we I mean? will see. Um, I, I mean, I think he's just a better all around back. Overall, I really like the pick. It, you know, 
four here, but like you said, from from here from four till seven, it's gonna be pick your poison. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yep. And if you feel really comfortable here, and you're like, you know what, I'll take my chance on one of these receivers, like you know, a Pharaoh Cooper in the second round. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Yep. You know what I mean? So okay, so that's the fourth pick. With the fifth pick, I'm taking Corey Coleman. Um, again, just somebody, just an athleticism alone. He's somebody that's gonna blow all you off the charts. He's got really good speed. Um, he's probably going to land in a, in, in a good spot. Yes, he's out of Baylor. Yes, he's 5'10". But, again, this is a guy who's a vertical threat, who catches and go. He's one step and can be on top of a defender immediately. You know what I mean? Right. He has excellent deep ball skills. He can track the ball really well. Um, he's just somebody, the more that I see, when I first thought of him, I'm thinking Baylor's speed, he's just a go-route receiver. Mm-hmm. The more tape I watch, I don't see that. You know what I mean? I see a really solid receiver. and and the athleticism, the tape I'm watching, I feel really comfortable here with Corey Coleman coming out. Now, okay. again, with these receivers, there's guys like Tyler Boyd, Michael Thomas out of Ohio State. Again, situation's going to flip-flop possibly on me You know, with this. Corey Coleman, I really like a lot, but I want to see where he lands. Okay. Because I like, I like Corey Coleman. I like Michael Thomas. I like Mike Thomas. I like Sterling Shepard. Right? You know, I like Leontay Carew. Carew. Um, like those guys all for me, and I'm still intrigued by Braxton Miller a lot too. Those guys all for me are like really close, you know. And I completely I, and agree. And even on the tape, like I'm ready, I'm almost close to move Michael Thomas ahead of all these guys. But again, and then I still have Tyler Boyd, who I still, I still like, but I'm just kind of like athletic. When it comes like Corey Coleman's like ten times more athletic than Tyler Boyd. Right. Tyler Boyd's just a really good receiver. But I feel like his upside's not as high as Corey Coleman's or Michael Thomas's. Corey Coleman, from just like an explosive athlete standpoint, is far and away better than Tyler Boyd. I mean, that's that's what you see things on tape um, with Corey Coleman that you just don't see with Tyler Boyd. That's that's why I think I I endorse this pick. Actually, yeah, and Corey, Cor- Coleman, Corey Coleman to me almost reminds me of like maybe even a stronger, a little bit stronger Brandon Cooks. Okay. You know what I mean? Like somebody who's like really fast can run. Now, Brandon Cooks was a little bit better route runner. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. You know, which is which is huge in NFL. Yeah, he's in a good spot. But that you know something along those lines. I mean, I I I don't can't remember who or where I read it, but Corey Coleman like a like a Steve Smith comp almost, which is, I mean, he. I don't remember where I heard it, but I I, I kind of liked it. I guess just from an explosion standpoint and, and what he's able to do. Uh-huh. I, I don't know that he's as tough as Steve Smith, which is, you know, um, obviously a big part of Steve Smith's game too, but uh, Steve Smith, especially when he was younger, was always known for the big, huge, you know, big explosive type of plays. And yeah. The kind of stuff I see with. And he got better over time. Yeah. Along those lines. Mm-hmm. So I, I could live with that comp too. Mm-hmm. I think uh, they're uh, similar size guys too. I mean, they're both only like five ten. Yeah, five ten smaller. Yeah, in the right. NFL, and you mm-hmm. need to be tough, and you need to be really fast right. to find success there. So, as of today, right now in the fifth spot, again, things are going to change. You know what I mean? The NFL draft's going to change me. Um, I still want to dig this Michael Thomas. I'm telling you, Michael Thomas is really starting to like move me up the charts on him here. But as of today, it's Corey Coleman at number five. All right. So number six for me is a guy that after watching the combine and stuff like that, I got to uh, dig into his tape a little bit more. Um, but Sterling Shepard, 
I'm going to go with that number six here. Your rookie board's drastically different. you got to get your rankings up on the site because your rookie rankings are in really uh, intrigue somebody. Sterling Shepard. I don't yeah. hate to pick. Again, yeah, I don't I just, hate I, to pick. I mean, I, I really like his ability to get in and out of, out of cuts and, and breaks in, in his routes. And he catches the ball really well. He's not a big guy. No, he's only 5'10", 194. Yeah. Um, so he is most likely going to be a slot type of guy initially. Uh-huh. But I think he... I think he's got enough skills that he can he can play outside. Yeah, he's real savvy. At, I mean, yeah. he runs good routes too, right. so he's somebody that can play kind of all over. Uh huh. I mean, he can run every route I think there is. Absolutely, and and that's why I like him, and that's what jumps off the ch- like off the the uh, screen when I watch him. He's quick. He's very quick. That's why I mean, a lot of people have him pegged as as a slot guy because he can be that quick little guy running um all those little outlet type of things or in cuts or quick slants and stuff like that. But I think he's got more to his game than that as well. Yeah, and I know he gets a lot of like Steve Smith comps too, mm-hmm. which we were just talking about. Because right. people are like, oh, he's isolated to the slot. And that's what people said about Steve Smith. Like, oh, he's isolated to the slot. And that's clearly not the, the case here. Right, right. And Sterling Shepard kind of falls in that category. Like, he could be really good or just like another guy. It's like, I could see it going both ways with Sterling Shepard. And, and it will depend on where he goes and what system he lands in, obviously, for his value. Um, but yeah, if he—I mean, if he went to somewhere like New England and he ended up playing the slot there, like, or a similar system than that, where they really emphasize using the slot receiver, I mean, obviously that would be huge for his value. I mean, his dad played in the NFL, so he's got the bloodlines, which is always nice as well. Yep. Um, and he's just really fast. I mean, he's somebody that caught 86 balls last year for 1,288 yards and 11 touchdowns. He was one of those guys that that at at a combine where not a lot of people stood out. He stood out a little bit to me. Yeah, him and Dotson both really kind of shine there. So, um, for, from not I not that that's like the end all be all, but it did make me go back and watch his tape a little bit, a little bit more closely, I guess, and a little bit more of it. And, and, he, I, and I liked what I saw. And he has really good hands. Like he's not afraid very, to make. For, he's a small hands. guy, yep. but he's not afraid to make the tough catch as right. well. Probably helps with those Steve Smith counts as well. So, um, again, this mock draft is really starting to get really interesting here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're really shaking and baking. I'm shaking and baking here. And here with some of your some picks, I think some people are going to be kind of thrown off in that. But, I, again, these are good things to listen to in March. Right. Uh, so, again, and it's the thing, though, like, you can't really argue with it because they're all in the same category. You know what I mean, you could be like, that's what I mean. Like, a lot of these guys for me, um, they have very similar uh, you know, I guess grades, I you'd say, and they, they're, they're slotted in the same group for me you know somebody's listening to this podcast right now but you can't take him over michael thomas or derrick henry i i i mean they're, just didn't they're, they're, i just did they're pipe they're, down they're that pipe down with that podcast talking to yourself talk they're that close to me <laughs> and um i mean i could see why you yelling you'd in pick, your car matt yeah you'd pick michael thomas but um for me i just didn't see quite enough from that guy and i watched all his games at, yeah at ohio state I'm ready for the uh, I'm ready for the tweet to get. I had to turn it off after uh, Matt took uh, <laughs> number six overall tweet. Um, well, that puts me on a clock at number yeah. seven, and then so I'm, there's two guys I'm really looking at here. Uh, I'm looking at Derrick Henry. I'm looking at Michael Thomas. I'm looking at Tyler Boyd. Uh, so there's three people you're really. Looking there's at. three people I'm really looking at, right. and for me right now, I want to say I'm gonna hold off on Derrick Henry because I don't know where he's going yet. Uh, I want to see where he's going to go personally. And so to me right now, I'm between Tyler Boyd and Michael Thomas. And I'm just going to go ahead and take Tyler Boyd here. Oh, man. All right. It's just one of those guys where 
I just feel like everybody's really down on him. He's six two, two hundred pounds. He's a three year starter. He he's a really good route runner that you know attacks the ball. Um, really good hands, body control. I mean, this is a guy that I've liked for a long time. He's Pitt's all-time leader in receiving yards. That's ahead of Larry Fitzgerald, 3,361 yards. You know, I mean, he's thin, he leans, he could be durability concern there as well. But, I mean, I feel like this guy could play anywhere. And I feel like in the right situation, which we don't know right now yeah. what it is, yep, yep. I think at number seven here, I can get somebody that's going to be really consistent. Even if he's like a long-term, really solid wide receiver three, at pick seven here, I can live with that. You know okay. what I mean? And I feel like I'm taking – some people are like, oh, I'm taking a lot of risk. For me, he's somewhat like of a safe player. Now, that's kind of weird to say because he's – a lot of people are like really down on Tyler Boyd. <laughs> right. But that's fine if everybody else is really down on Tyler Boyd. And like you said, you watched the tape and you kind of got like not impressed with it. And I watched the tape too. It's nothing overly impressive. Um, but it's good. You know what I mean? It's just not great. I'm just going to hope he steps up the NFL. and. To me, even right here, it's a bland pick, but I've liked him for so long, I feel like I'm getting good value here at number seven. You know how I know it's a bland pick? Because the second you said it, your whole demeanor and your voice <laughs> went, oh, man, I got to take this guy. Crap. Well, it's like... And and even when you're reading his stats, you were so unconvinced in your head that any of that was true. I feel like Tyler Boyd, he's already dropped the number seven off my bo- on my board here from like two months ago. I feel like the, I feel like after NFL draft, I'll have, you know, Michael Thomas ahead of him. I might have Mike Thomas ahead of him. I'll have I'll probably have either Devontae Booker or Paul Perkins or all of the above ahead of. Him. I mean, we'll see. I have all those people ahead of him. I know you on do. my board right. I now. know you do. <laughs> but again, I mean, I just I'm really rooting for the kid. I and, like and the I kid. Could, I could see that. I could hear it in your voice that you want him to be good, and and I can also hear in your voice that you don't. But really here's the thing, though. Like, there's a, to, and know. this is this is where, this is what bothers me. There's something in my gut, and sometimes I'm telling you in fantasy football, and it's part of the reason I've had success in dynasty fantasy football and fantasy football in general for a long time. I, I go the Bush Davis route with my gut, mm-hmm. and something in my gut tells me Tyler Boyd is going to be a solid NFL receiver again. Maybe not ever a wide receiver one, but I think it's still going to be like a solid wide receiver two, which would be excellent for long term. Like I, I see Tyler Boyd playing for like eight years. You know what I mean? It's just, I see him in the NFL for a long time. My gut's telling me that this is, he's going to be a solid pick. Maybe not like an excellent pick like some of these other guys have the upside to be. Right. I just feel like when it's all said and done, like we're looking back in the draft like eight years from now, right? We're like some of these guys and we're like, Oh, Sterling Shepard. Why do I remember Sterling Shepard's name? And <laughs> Leontay Crew. Why do I remember that name? You know, like right. Devontae Booker. Why do I remember that name? I feel like, oh, Tyler Boyd. Like, that's a good pick. He's been playing forever. You know, kind of like almost, I don't know, somebody that's been kind of like a wide receiver three. I always, every time I think of it, it always comes Brian Hartline for me because I always feel like he was one of the most underrated fantasy players forever. Uh, but you know what I mean? I, of, you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You're picking up what I'm laying down? I'm picking up what you're laying down, but at the same time... You're, you don't agree with me. I'm, 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 I'm not going to spend a first-round pick on a guy like that. I can get the guy off the waiver wires. No, you cannot. I, yes, I can. I mean, okay, yeah, of course you can. You, <laughs> get a, you can get a guy like that in the fifth round if you want. I'm just saying. I feel good. If I felt like that about any player, I, I wouldn't even bother picking him in the first round. And that's why I don't. And that's why I, I have no desire to pick that's that That's why I'm taking him in March, baby. Uh-huh. Because exactly. I can do that right now. 
I'll, I'll have him. I'm still, he's sliding down my boards. I'm trying to stop the tumble. I can, I can tell. I'm pulling him out of the green room. All right. Tell him to get a haircut and straighten his act up. <laughs> and let's get out there and make some money together, Tyler. Let's do it. I'm, I'm still in a Tyler Boyd fan club. All right. Bone finger waving. Oh, boy. Number one. Well, on that note, I'm moving on to my pick. Which would be number eight in this Number draft. eight in this rookie mock draft. Okay, this has got to be. Leontay Carew. No, what is going on with your rookie board? Your team is going to be terrible. My team is going to be awesome. Okay. Explain your pick, please. Um, listen, I know that you <laughs> wanted me to pick Mike Thomas here. No, I actually wanted you to pick Derrick Henry here. I think it's good. I do, listen, I, I do feel like we're being kind of silly that Derrick Henry's fallen to like, no, you know what? No, I don't. No, no I, I don't. Never mind. Go I on. don't think the guy is going to be any good. I'll take him Mike Thomas here. So I don't mind. want him. I don't want. I think he will be good for like two years. I don't think he's going to be that good. Okay. He's not a game changer to me. In my first round pick, I'm going for somebody that's a game changer. I don't. Solid strategy. I mean, that's what I'm going for. Okay. No, explain to Leontay Carew. All right, Leontay Carew. Which I'm not against. Again, I'm not like totally anti Leontay Carew. I have him. I have like my dynasty rankings as of right now on the site, which don't have to like, which I'm going to change because I'm looking at him. I'm taking guys ahead of my rankings here. Right. I have Derek Hen- I have Tyler Boyd, then Derek Henry, then Michael Thomas, then Sterling Shepard, then Leontay Carew, then Kenneth Dixon. I'm moving Kenneth Dixon up. I'm moving Derek Henry down. So this isn't I'm not bo- I'm not poo-pooing on your pick here. All right. So here's the deal. I was grappling between Michael Thomas and, and Leontay Carew. Yes. Here. Okay. Those are the two guys I was I was, you know, trying to contemplate. And really what it boils down to to me is I mean, I know that Ohio State had a ton of talent and they had to spread the ball around to all these different people. But to me, Michael Thomas never took over a game. He was never the player on that team that took over a game. It was always Zeke Elliott. I mean, even Braxton Miller, like, outshined him in big plays in a few games. And Devin Smith the year before that. And, and Devin Smith the year before that. Whereas you look at this past year, Leontay Cruz overall numbers, he only had like 800 yards or something like that. Mm-hmm. But he had games three catches, 129 yards, three touchdowns, seven catches, 134 yards, three touchdowns, seven catches, 157 yards, He's really three good touchdowns, man. seven catches, 183 yards and a touchdown. He is able to take over games. Yeah, he, and, he catches the ball while he has no drops. And for, and for my money, I'd rather have a guy like that that is able to put up these huge numbers in games and really just take over as a guy that I'm picking in the first round over a guy like Mike Thomas, who I think is a, is a very solid skill set that will translate to that. Definitely NFL. a higher ceiling than Leontay, Leontay Carew. I think Leontay Carew has the higher ceiling. Really? And, I, I don't think I'm he's taking. fast enough to have that high, high of a ceiling. He, I think his, he reminds me kind of like Anquan Bolden. You know what I mean? Isn't, he's not really going to get great separation on you, but he has you know great hands, I can, I not mean, afraid I can, to take a hit. I can see that, but the dude produces is is the bottom line for me. Um, and and you know he only had eight hundred yards or something, but he missed four games in that season. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, yeah, a few more of these huge games that he has, and he's well over a thousand yards. Um, and that's and that's why I'm going for him there. That's why I did, that was like the deciding factor there is is the big plays and the really the ability to to take over games. I got you. All right. Again, I can live with it. 
Okay. So number nine, guess who I'm taking? <laughs> like, I don't know, man. Which one? I know I know it's between two players. But... M. Thomas. Right. Oh, which one? Mike. Oh, are you really? Oh, Michael. All right. Michael Thomas. <laughs> All right, you you stopped the skid then, huh? Uh, I've watched a little bit of Mike Thomas's tape. Mm-hmm. I like it. All right. Uh, I got to dig more into it again. Competition is going to be a little bit harder for me to see, but this guy, because I know Mike Thomas is probably not going to end up in our first round here, is what I'm guessing. We'll see. But as of right now, it, I'm very intrigued by the kid. Yeah. Again, I, mean, I want to see where he right. lands. But I'm taking Michael Thomas. Um, ideal size, he's 6'3, 210. Really good, you know, he's good hands, good body control, can move through defenders. Uh, he, he's somebody that has really, a really high ceiling. The tape isn't all there. I mean, the guy had two career 100-yard games. I mean, that's not, that's not great, right? No. Um, his good bloodlines, his uncle's Keyshawn Johnson. Right. So he's fast. He's not explosive. But, again, he's somebody that's like, I like big NFL wide receivers. And he really fits that category really well. And I think some of the intrigue there is that with his tape, there's not a lot of great you know, tape on it, but I do, but I don't blame him for that. You know what I mean? Like we talked about before, like you said, he doesn't take over games. Um, I don't blame that fully on Michael Thomas. I feel, I feel like there's a lot of times when he was playing that he, uh, wasn't utilized correctly or like that he'd be open. And he wouldn't get in the ball. And I, and I want you to remember too, like two years ago, I remember you specifically telling me like, dude, Michael Thomas is a freaking stud. He's gonna be a first round NFL pick. I love this kid. That was two years ago. That Those was two years words. ago. Yep. You told me that. I Those did. Exact words. Like, I know. You made me pay more attention to Michael Thomas in the beginning. Like you really loved, like you were all about Michael Thomas two years ago. Right. Times have changed. Hey, man, like I said, I think he's a talented guy, and I do think his game translates. But, yeah, I, I, I never saw him turn it up all the way to be like a game changer and, and the guy. I just want you to picture this. Um, Close your eyes. I've got my eyes closed. Four Five years from now, mm-hmm. Jared Goff drafts back, throws deep, 20-yard catch. Michael Thomas goes in through the defenders, kicks Sherman, Richard Sherman in the balls. <laughs> Browns win the Super Bowl. Browns yeah. win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Jared Goff to Michael yeah. Thomas. Dreams do come true. I'm there throwing confetti. People are like, why do you have this confetti? It's like, shut up. The Browns just won the Super Bowl. <laughs> And then your wife comes in and throws a bucket of water on you, and you wake up, and what? Tell her to make me a sandwich. <laughs> make me a sandwich. Because I'm hungry. I'm and sad. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, again, there's a lot of upside to mm. Michael Thomas. So here at 9, where I'm picking a little bit later, I will, I'm totally willing to reach for the stars here okay. at number 9. You know what I mean? The, the, talent, the talent's raw. The upside's there. I, I have a somewhat solid team here. I could definitely reach for the guy. Um, I feel much better about him. I mean, I could possibly lean. It depends on situation where maybe we'll, one of these running backs here, mm-hmm. you know, if I need a running back here, that's an easy choice. But if not, again, I think this late in the game, because I personally would have taken Michael Thomas ahead of Leontay Carew. I would have taken him probably ahead of Sterling Shepard. So for me, I feel like I'm getting tremendous value in Michael Thomas. Again, I told you a couple of minutes, you know, 20 minutes ago that Michael Thomas is one of those guys that's really starting to rise on my board right. as well. So again, Michael Thomas here for me is a, uh, pretty easy pick okay and next up for me what number is this 10 number 10 number 10 in the first round i am going to take Devonte booker derrick henry continues to slide okay i like the pick again another guy that um i wouldn't take him over derrick henry today today 
but I get it. But by the time the draft rolls around, you're going to be totally on my side. No, because remember, we were talking a couple of weeks ago, and I sold you. Was it Devontae Perkins or was it Paul Perkins I sold you on? You're like, oh, I'm a little bit more intrigued than I was before. I don't recall, but I do like what I see out of Devontae Booker. Me um, too. Quite a bit, actually. Um, he's got a good all-around game. I mean, at 5, 5'11", 2'12", right around there. I can't yeah. remember. Um, he just had, I mean, has a ton of production. Had 1,200 yards and missed, you know, the last two games of the year and the bowl game. So, and that's just rushing yards. On, you know, on top of that, he's, he's getting another four, five, six, seven, you know, catches a game on top of that. So in PPR, this is a guy that, that really knows how to catch the ball out of the backfield. Yeah, and most of his yards came after contact. Right. Good speed, vision, agility. Yeah, he's elusive, man. I like Devontae Booker. I like him a lot, and I don't know. Um, he seems like almost like a Matt Forte back to me. Where he's gonna he's gonna have probably close to a thousand yards rushing in the NFL, but it's gonna be that extra six hundred yards and sixty catches a year that really boost him up. And I could see him putting up you know a few years where he's getting running back one numbers once he gets established, um, in whatever offense he's in. See, I think if he's gonna get those running back one numbers, is be kind of like the Danny Woodhead style. I do not see him as a three down back. I do not. I do not see. I mean, he does not have the power that I, from the tape I've watched, he does not have power. I saw him get knocked back a lot. You know what I mean? A lot. Like, he doesn't have that power. He, once he gets hit, like, he gets yards after contact once he gets going in the outfield, but before the line of scrimmage, he gets knocked back. I don't see him as an early down back. I really see him as a solid PPR back, which is, makes him still a great pick here because he's still going to, I feel like he is going to be solid there. I still think he can get carries between the line. Um, the only other thing that kind of worries me about him is there's a couple worries about him. He's going to be 24. Right. He's a little bit older. So right. age is somewhat of a concern. His rookie year, he's going to be 24 right. years old. Mm-hmm. Now, again, we're talking running backs here. So if he plays, if I get four solid years, so he plays his 28. Yeah. yeah and, okay. and his strength, he can get to 30 with his catching ability. And he does have fumbles. He fumbled, he fumbled nine out of 23 games, which is somewhat of a concern as well. Uh, and he also had a knee operation last year. Is that what he missed the last games? The yes. last few games were okay. So, I like Booker a lot too in right. a PPR league here. Uh, I'd I'd be almost I'd probably rather just gamble on Derrick Henry's speed and size for those couple of years to see what he can get me. Again, he doesn't catch the ball well here, but there's enough red. I like Devontae Booker a lot, but even here, I'm more. I'd probably take Paul Perkins probably out of him here. Okay, but again, I don't hate it. I want to see where he goes because. If Devontae Booker is in the right system and utilized right, he's going to be tremendous. Right. He is. But what, just, I mean, what if he went to, like, the Ravens and he's, he's there with, um, uh, what's his name, uh, the offensive coordinator? Uh, Mark Trustman? Yeah, Trustman. I can picture his face. The first thing I think there is just a cluster F because I'm thinking, okay, they got Justin Forsett. They got Lorenzo Talaferro. They just brought Trent Richardson in. They got Buck Allen. You know what I mean? I mean, dude, can the cream rise to the top? Yeah. But even then, that situation doesn't like you. For if you just throw it out to me, it doesn't like doesn't perk my ears. You know what I mean? It's not like ooh, Baltimore. I'm just thinking. Well, it okay. depends on where they when they would draft them. True. You know, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think Buck Allen to me evaluating what I saw, that guy's a, a, a he's not an every down back. No, he right, just like catches to, passes. No, it's somewhere off the wall. I wouldn't mind seeing him somewhere like San Fran. Somebody, okay. somebody yeah. spell Carlos Hyde. Get, still get you know Carlos Hyde can be injured. You know what I mean? But somebody spells, you know, they don't have a good quarterback situation. They're going to run the ball a lot. They're going to look for short passes. I would like to see Devontae Booker in 
San Fran. And I wouldn't the fact that they have Carlos Hyde wouldn't throw me off. Like it's a two down running back kind of year. You know what I mean? I can mm-hmm. see him there finding success. I feel like Devontae Booker needs another good running back. I don't want to I feel like if Devontae Booker's put in a situation where he has to be the guy, that concerns me even more. Because I don't want to see him get tons of carries. I want to see him utilized on second and third down. And you know, more the the more that we talk about it, the more we think of it. I mean, he probably won't get drafted to like the third or fourth round. Oh yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't see. So that. he probably won't have high expectations. Yeah. Um. You know, going in right away. So do I hate the pick? No, but there's a lot of things I'd argue against here that I'd feel. I feel like there's like you said before, like when you take something in the first round, you want to make sure you're getting some good bang for your buck. Mm-hmm. I feel like the the risk is really good there. I just feel like I'd feel way more comfortable risking it high in the second round. You know what I mean? Right. And I see, I mean, late in the first, high in the second, to me is just, to me, is kind of, you know, splitting hairs. Yeah, and the rest, I see those picks as very similar. I, his, the knee operation, 24 years old, fumbled 9 out of 23 games. Those are... Those are red flags. Those are big yeah. red flags. Yeah, They're not right. like minor red flags, like, right. you know, Laquan Treble's speed. Those, to me, those are major red flags in a dynasty league mm-hmm. for somebody to take in the first round. And the 10th pick in a running back is still a pretty solid pick. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so for the 11th pick, to me, I'm taking Derrick Henry. All right, is, I, I would take here Derrick Henry over uh, Devontae Booker. This is a guy who won the Heisman. He's 6'3", 245. We're really throwing him under the bus because he doesn't catch the ball, which is legit. But this is a guy who averaged 5.7 yards, and he had 25 touchdowns, and he had 2,016 yards. Physical, really fast for his size. He can pass block. Again, his biggest thing is he doesn't catch the ball. But, you know, at the same time, you, know, you think about something like that, like Adrian Peterson doesn't catch a lot of balls. You know, there's a lot of running backs that don't catch a lot of balls that are successful. Because they get a lot of yards and they score touchdowns, right? And Derrick Henry is a very talented back. We had, you know, he's always been a talented back. Even when uh, T.J. Yeldon was there back in the day, you know, it's like, wow, this Derrick Henry. When Derrick Henry first came out, I'm like this kid's pretty, pretty good. Um, I just feel we're really burying him again because he's six three. He's a north south runner. He doesn't Jeez. have. Let's face it, dude. He is stiff, man. He's very stiff. He's not. He's not a juker, and it's going to be really hard for all that to translate to the NFL. But if it does, you get a really solid two to three years, like like almost like you know championship caliber numbers out of this guy. And some guys they they can change their game a little bit in the NFL with the right coaching. And I feel like he's going to be drafted really high to be the man. So he's right. the opportunity. The carries are going to be there for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah, yeah, opportunity is yeah. going to be there. Like, Devontae Booker, we don't know what we're going to get out of him. Like, the opportunity will be there for Derrick Henry. He is going to, year one, you're going to get something out of Derrick Henry. You're going to be able to use him. We can't say that about Devontae Booker. We necessarily can't, for sure we can't say it about Kenneth Dixon. I know we both love him. We went four in this draft. But you know what I mean? I yeah, think yeah, he. Yeah. I mean, I, I, honestly, I think Derrick Henry will be drafted probably no later than four or five in most drafts. Um, obviously neither one of us are that high on him, so that's why he kept slipping. Yeah. Um, but I, I honestly, I just don't see it happening for him. I know you're, you're like painting this very positive, um, review of the guy or like possible projection of the guy. And I'm down on him too. Don't get me wrong. Right. But I, but I just feel like we're almost, I think we're almost too down on, you know what I mean? I, I think, I think we're I both, I think we're both like, if it, if it doesn't pan out, we're going to look really smart. But I feel like we're almost like 
too down on him. I no, I understand. He's just not my kind of back. I, um, he's not mine either. That's the thing. Yeah, that's why he slipped. But right. and I think he slipped here to eleven to me, mostly off of offsetting because you don't like you don't like him so much. Right. That's why he fell so far to me. There's other guys I liked. You know what I mean? Like I took Michael Thomas and Tyler Boyd ahead of him. Right. And maybe then maybe probably by the time it comes around, I'd probably take Derrick Henry ahead of T- Tyler Boyd. You know what I mean? But for me, it's just the way this draft kind of fell to I me, agree. picking one two. Mm-hmm. So. Honestly, if this was like a real draft, I picked number eleven. I'd be like, "Oh hell yeah, I got Derrick Henry at number eleven. This is pretty." Sure. You know, I came in, I came in second place. Uh, I always use the running back, so I don't need, I don't need five years out of Derrick Henry. I need those two years out right. of Derrick Henry. Right. So, to me, it's an ideal player for somebody to pick at the end of the draft compared to picking somebody at the high of the draft. And I feel like Derrick Henry, again, maybe Derrick Henry play for eight years. I don't see it, but at the same time, maybe he does. I feel like Derrick Henry would best suit a team picking towards the end of the draft to help them win right away. It's, I, yeah, it's I see, where I, he yeah, is. yeah, I see your point. But um, as a guy that is picking late in the first round, pick, I hope <laughs> I still wouldn't pick. Him. I, I hope he's not there. Um, and I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't pick him. Uh, so, I, you know what? I take that back. Who knows? I mean, he's staring me in the face, at number twelve. I, I'll, I'm might take him, but chances of that happening are so slim. Yeah, I mean, I've, any, almost, I've almost removed him out of my, my thinking. And he lands uh, in a really good spot. Right, you know right. what I mean? If he mm-hmm. lands like, again, what if he lands with Miami? You know what I mean? It's like, there's, there's good chances for uh, Derrick Henry. So here, here's, here's another point to this draft, how we're, we're kind of dismissing it. Here right. we are at the end of the pick, the last pick of the round, and there's still like that group of players here that I'm really intrigued with. You know what I mean? There's still Mike Thomas. There's still he, like I said, these Braxton guys are, Miller. There's there's a ton of guys that are still in the same tier for me. There's like a twelve player tier so far that Yeah, even like even some of these running backs, like I yeah. I like Alex, Alex Co- Collins. Collins is gonna be my next pick. Jonathan Williams intrigues right. me out of Arkansas yeah. a lot. You know what I mean? Actually, you're right. He does. He's got a lot more physical skills, I think, than Alex Collins. Farrell Cooper. Right, Farrell Cooper. Capri, mm-hmm. you know, a pretty solid receiver. Right. I feel like it could be a really solid receiver. We haven't taken any tight ends yet. You know, I, Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry is my number twelve rank right now, but we just went off of my board a couple of times, uh-huh. so I haven't gotten a chance to take him yet. The running back Tyler Irvin, right, really intrigues me. You know what I mean? There's guys here that are still a lot of like. I think okay. he's like more of like a mid second round type of pick for me. Tyler oh, Irvin. that's where he is for me. He's deep second round, but I mean, yeah. the, I've I've gained around some of his tape too, and I'm, I'm like, ooh, yeah, yeah, hey, right, hey now. But you know what I mean? Here we are at the end of the first round. You're, you said you're taking Alex Collins. Yep. There's still like lots of guys out there like kind of like if you have a high pick in the second round, that's what we're saying. Like these first round picks are I, real cheap right now. I guess now. my pick was pretty anticlimactic there huh, for the 12th pick and final one. <laughs> Go into it and then I'll explain my point about Alex Collins. So to me, I mean, Alex Collins, he brings a nice all-around skill set. And at 5'11", 215, he's, he's got the bulk for sure to be an every down back. Catches the ball well. Catches the ball well. He didn't have a ton of catches, but he does catch the ball well. Um, ran for over fifteen hundred yards last year. Put together some, I mean, some really nice game. One hundred and seventy yard game. One hundred fifty one, one hundred fifty four, one hundred seventy three, um, one hundred eighty five in the bowl game against Kansas State. You know, a couple of games. One game with one hundred seventy three yards and five touchdowns. So the dude knows how to find the end zone. And this was on a team, you know. He's got another. He's got another pretty big weapon in this draft, Hunter Henry, on that same team, who we've said didn't score a lot of touchdowns. It's because this dude was scoring all the touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, twenty touchdowns last year is a ton. Even even think about it. Like I think it's crazy now. That I even like think about because I pass over because just to where he is on all my notes and everything. Right. 
to take Devontae Booker ahead of Alex Collins is crazy to me. Now, yeah. the, the more yeah. the, where I have him in my rankings, and I have to update him on, on the site too, but you're talking about a guy, like you said, who has, at Dynasty Center, and Mike talks about all the time, pedigree. This guy was the number one running back coming out of high school. And this is a guy that had three straight seasons of 1,000 yards rushing. He's only a third player in SEC history to ever do that. That's the other two, Darren McFadden and Herschel Walker. Wow. So this is a guy this that a has talent, name, yeah. and he has pedigree. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he catches the ball well. This is a guy who could be a three-down back. And the fact that he did split time, he was never like a full-time starter there, like Jonathan Williams and whatnot, is kind of like might be kind of under radar of everybody. Right. You know, like we like Jonathan Williams, too. He intrigues us, too. Mm-hmm. But Alex Collins is one of those sneaky guys in here where here he is going right now at the end of the first round of the rookie uh, of our rookie draft. And he might go the end of the round of most rookie drafts here. He may go higher. It depends where it gets drafted. But there's not a lot of even buzz about him in the NFL talks mm-hmm. where this might be really good value for him. He might be end up being the second best running back of this whole draft class. I could see that. Yeah. I mean, Easily. I mean, yeah, I, it's not even He's hard a nice between-the-tackles guy. He, I mean, scoring 20 touchdowns, that's, I mean, that's tough to do. Very tough to do, yeah. no matter where you play. Right, exactly. Um, so he falls right into that mix of Kenneth Dixon, Devontae Booker, Paul Perkins, Derrick Henry, Alex Collins. Like Those guys are all in there. It's going to be like flavor saver of the week. And I definitely, without a doubt, take him over Devontae Booker. Landing spot, not, and that's yeah, just, landing that's spot. March right, today. right, right, right. Yeah, and I already know. I, I could tell after all those cons I put in there, you, you regret the Devontae Booker. I'm, I'm starting to think maybe I should have had those two guys flip flopped, and they're really close. I mean, um, actually, eight or, or nine and ten is where they're ranked in my ranking. So they're they're right on top of each other. Okay, I probably should have had them flip flopped. And again, I mean, somebody like I mean, I'm sure you're not into the Mike Thomas tape yet either. So that he's somebody could rise right. up for you. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, I do. I like the Alex Collins pick a lot. I think it's a solid pick. And what I was saying before we went into that, what I think is where we, we were saying before, like how we underwhelmed this class mm-hmm. and everybody's trained out of it. I think what I think if we're talking about like you can get, I said earlier, one eight pretty cheap. Right. How cheap do you think you get these second round picks? I mean, super cheap. I mean, that's I think second round is total discount because people think that really it is a, a three player draft. Uh-huh. For the most part, and and they'd be willing to get out of that, and maybe even just for another second next year. I mean, like, or or, or you know, like a, a a role player type of guy. So if you pick, if you have pick six, if you could get two seconds and maybe a pick next year, mm-hmm. maybe you should move down out yeah. of six. Right. And get, like two. I mean, we're taking guys here. We are like taking guys like Alex Collins at twelve. I mean, Derek Henry's. Let's face, Derek Henry's going higher than where we took him. In. Right, Not, right. If, you, if, you're, sit, if you're sitting there at, at like number five, and somebody wants to jump up for some reason, and you can, you can, you know, move back five spots and still pick up a second round pick, you might be able to get two guys that are in the same tier. Yeah, for the price of one, basically. Yeah, really, and again, that's why I like this Alex Collins pick here. And, I, and there's so many, there's so much talent left. I feel like, you know, I maybe missed out. Like I have no second round picks this year in the Nerds League. Mm-hmm. I have two first round picks, and that's it. But maybe right. I should move from eight and try and pick up. I know a guy has like he has three seconds. I'm like, hey, give me two seconds. I'll give you right the number eight. eight. Yeah, and then wouldn't we'll be, a, see wouldn't be a bad move. A bad move. We'll see who's there and where right. they're at. I mean, things are going to change. That's that's the whole point of this. Like the, the podcast is like things are going to change with the NFL draft for these guys. That's that's how close. If we do this, if we do the same thing in a month from now, right before the draft, it's going to be drip. It's going to be different. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're solid names. Derrick Henry might be totally out of the second round by then. You know, I think, I think, I think <laughs> possibly. <laughs> 
I think I think one of the names that we'll probably hear the most out of, like I can't believe it was in your first round, is probably gonna be Will Fuller, wide receiver, Notre Dame. Um, yeah. Again, smells like cabbage. Yeah, whatever. Um, small I don't like. I don't. I don't. I nothing's my least favorite thing in the, in NFL than a super fast receiver with, that can't catch the football. They just don't interest me. They do not. Their fantasy value is. Mm-hmm. They help NFL teams. Oh yeah. You know oh, I mean? Yeah, they're great for NFL teams. Yeah, there's. But I've they, seen they them. do a bunch for the other guys on the NFL teams because they mm-hmm. they take coverage and, and they you know pull the pull it way down the field. But um. It doesn't matter it doesn't if, he, do if Will Fuller team. gets drafted in the first round NFL pick, a la uh, Philip Dorsett, who we had way down. Same thing. He was a first round pick to the Colts. Andrew Luck, blah, 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 blah. We had him super low on our boards. Yeah. All right. Or Ted Ginn. I mean, whatever. When that yeah. kid came out, he got drafted like top 10. So Will Fuller for me is almost on my do not draft list. Because where he's going to go, he's not going to like To me, his rankings are going to be down. Again, my rookie rankings right now. I'm gonna go. Hopefully, by the time you're listening to this, I'm gonna actually go through tonight. I'm gonna stay up. I'm probably gonna go pour a cup of coffee and go through some of these rookies and kind of get them in order. Because right now, my rookie rankings are kind of all over the place. I started adding those guys late in my rankings. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, the the software is new, so I'm still kind of. Right, right. I had to redo my whole rankings. Um, but I gotta move Will Fuller down. I haven't seen even guys name on here like Richard Higgins and stuff. You know, along right. those lines. It's an intriguing draft class. Is I it- I can say with almost 100 percent certainty that I will not have Derrick Henry on my team. Almost 100% certainty. I can, with 100% certainty, say I will not have Will Fuller on my team. I can say that too. I, will I won't have, draft him. I will any, not draft him. I won't draft him anywhere. I'll take, I'll take Jared Goff ahead of so someone like him. You know what I mean? So I'm taking I, a quarterback there. I'm taking, I'm taking Hunter Henry. I'm taking any quarterback that's there. I'll take my boy Cardale. Yeah, so would I. Like any one of those guys over Will Fuller. I just don't see it, man. But do you, so how do you feel now? At the beginning of the draft class, right before we started the podcast, you sat down and you're like, dude, I hate this draft class. And I was like, I, and I said after that, I feel like we're kind of, because of the draft class for the last two years and the draft class next year, we're kind of like throwing, we're kind of like kicking this draft class why it's down. Do you kind of agree with me now? Like kind of like um, for seeing what's left kinda, in the second round? I think there's three players that are going to be good. And then I think there are 12 players that may be good. But that's our job to figure. I mean, it, but that's intriguing, isn't it? It's intriguing. It's part of the fun. But compared to the last couple of drafts, when I thought there were eight players that are going to be good, and you know another fifteen players that I thought were going to be like, it's just so condensed. The players that, and, I, and that I th- I'm certain are going to be good. I think in your mind, you're even still minimalizing it because you're saying right now you're saying there's like twelve guys after those three that put us fifteen. We're at 12 picks right now, so you're only three. There's three more guys left that would even kind of intrigue you. Like I said, we still have Mike Thomas that wasn't taken. We have Paul Perkins that wasn't taken. Um, we have the tight end Hunter Henry who right, was not right, taken. Right. We have Braxton Miller who wasn't taken. We have Farrell Cooper who was not taken. CJ Persice who was not taken. So there's guys out here, Jonathan Williams who was not taken. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. There, those other guys intrigue me, but they're not. They're not like intriguing me you know some of those guys that you said don't intrigue me where i want to take them early in the second round i would feel great taking them early in the third round like okay you know you know all right so it, it's just but like, so i i see that like you like if you got paul perkins here at high and you're like yeah i got paul perkins at two one i feel good about it. right exactly yeah i and i see that i too. wouldn't like, feel Mike great Thomas, i feel good about braxton miller right. i feel good about it right jonathan okay. williams i'd feel good got getting him in the third round so probably so it, it's okay. just 
I see. It's I just see your point. value compared to years past isn't uh-huh. there. We'll just say it. We'll put it that way. I get it. Um, but, and but maybe like, the change come. Like I would April. feel good getting Jonathan Williams in the third round, but he's not going to be there in the third round in this year's draft. True. Do you know what I'm saying? You're right. Like no, so, I, it's just. And I agree with the, okay. Jonathan Williams too is a kind of a bad player, a bad player six. I do agree with you. He's a really good third round pick. He's an intri- he's a really big gamble second round. Yeah, pick. and that's probably where you're going to take him in this year's draft. I see him as a late just, second round pick. It's just it's just one of those years. Like you, for example, you have this last pick in the second round. You'd feel good about taking Jonathan Williams there for what for what's left. You know what I mean? What your options are in this draft? Yes. Yes. In years past, I would I would pass on a well, guy yeah, like Jonathan but that, Williams. But we can't do that. This is this year's draft. That and I'm just trying to put it in in perspective to years past. Okay. This year's draft, this year's draft isn't as good. And in, in yes, last year I would not even think about taking Jonathan. And he Williams wouldn't be because the, the, the talent the was round. there. Exactly. I get, okay. That's you're making my point for me. That's that's my whole point. Point point. Yeah. So <laughs> that's it. So the right. recap we have: first overall Zeke, excellent. Yep. Number two overall Laquan Treadwell, right? Excellent. Very Number good. three overall Josh Dotson. Very good. Very good. Number four overall, Kenneth Dixon. Ooh. Ooh, high upside. Hey, hi. hey, hey. Number five, Corey Coleman. Another another high upside guy. Liking it. Yeah, liking absolutely. it. Mm-hmm. Number six, Dylan Shepard. Things Pre- are starting to get crazy around here. Precise route runner. <laughs> and you know what? You know, who knows? Number seven, we have Tyler Boyd. Boo. I mean, <laughs> I mean. Yeah, number eight. Like him. Number eight, Leonta Carew. Leonta Carew, big, t- big player. Uh, type of guy for me exciting yeah, upside exciting, number nine michael thomas exciting yeah. upside number 10 Devonte booker probably shouldn't have taken him probably shouldn't have gone here eh, you know what yeah it it's happens it's the first one i've done yeah number 11 derrick henry derrick henry eh, could be pretty good maybe not alex henry number then, 12 i probably should have taken him at 10 alex collins maybe i mean alex collins did i say alex henry? we'll just call him henry henry <laughs> henry henry, <laughs> henry rollins Woo. so Okay, well, that's right. it. That's officially the longest podcast we've ever done. All right. Every, every week they've gotten longer and longer. I know. But I knew this one was going to be a little bit longer. We ramble. We talked about Alf in the morning. That took about two seconds. It, it, was, was, it was all the rambling about all the, the other extra it was, crap. It was yesterday. Yeah. Well, in the meantime, get on DynastyNerds.com and check out the rankings yourself on DynastyNerds.com. You can follow me on Twitter at DynastyRich. I am at DynastyMath. You can follow the site at DynastyNerds. Uh, make sure if you have or have not, give us a ranking on iTunes. Uh, it helps the podcast in more ways than we could ever say. Your rankings and review really help the podcast, really pushes out to the public. Uh, we we really appreciate you doing that. And as always, if you want to look awesome and uh, increase your wardrobe and high five intake, you can buy a Dynasty Nerds t-shirt. That's the tri-blend. The tri-blend, the most mm. comfortable shirt in the world. Silky smooth. Just get on DynastyNerds.com, click shop, check out the shirts, hit it. Buy it and watch your love life increase. Watch your <laughs> high five and t- your friends will increase. If you don't like people, that's fine. You'll look great in the, in, the, in the next to your animal. Yeah, in the comforts of your own home. Yes, and you'll be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Sleep in it, run in it, make love in it. Oh, geez. <laughs> I suggest taking your shirt off if you're going to do that last one. Well, it depends. <laughs> depends what you got going on under there. Third nipple and all. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, as always, guys, uh, we appreciate it. And uh, we'll be back next week with an episode that we have no idea about yet. But we'll figure it out in the next six days. Yes, we will. Until then, stay handsome, stay beautiful, and 
we'll get you some more rookie content coming soon. Yes, we will. Later. Adios. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds. 